Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, man, it's been uh, a sad, sad day today. Uh, okay there, Max? Let's check it on Max really quickly here. Not not Damn. looking so good. <laughs> Dang. Oh man. Dang. I'm sorry, Max. I feel for you, brother. Throwing in the towel on that one. Shoot, man. Man, it looked like tough. I'm not gonna go there. I'm not gonna hit you up. I now. appreciate it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the box is just for illustrative purposes here. Max has actually downed them all. Yeah, seven the, already. The end of the game, we you got know? like uh, yeah. We'll, we'll get through them. Yeah. Uh welcome to the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Um it's not not a good day today. Not only is it gloomy outside. Like, we we, <laughs> which, we, we, which... Literally, we literally walk out of Four Peaks and I look at the sky and it's gloomy <laughs> and it starts raining. I'm like, you know what? This is poetic. The, the weather yeah. and the sky matches exactly how I feel like, inside. Max looked up and like yeah. one like raindrop just hit him in the forehead. Yeah. Man. Like, it was, it was yeah. sad. Yeah. Uh, the U.S. fall to the Netherlands in the round of 16s in Qatar 2022. That means all CONCACAF nations are out. Our last hope. The U.S. of A. did not have a good game today. They fall three to one to the Netherlands. Uh, Owen, how'd you? Uh, <laughs> I, I know you didn't have too many sticks mm-hmm. on this game, but mm-hmm. still, it was it was sad mm-hmm. to see, right? Ah, uh, I mean, I'll be honest. I was doing too many rounds for the count. How many people were in there? Uh, you would come back and say, "It's yeah. two hundred. This five hundred. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, it. I, I mean, from the perspective of just seeing how much energy there was in there, of course, you, you want that to continue, but. Look, at the end of the day, if you're looking at this from the U.S.'s perspective, it was a promising tournament, right? They get out the group. There are positive signs there with a very young squad ahead of a World Cup that's going to be hosted on home soil in four years. So from the U.S.'s perspective, this was a good stepping stone. I know that before the tournament started, Max, you said that the aim for the U.S. had to be to get out of the group. They did do that. Mm -hmm. They lost to the Netherlands. There is ultimately no shame when you lose to a country like the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. At a major tournament in a knockout game, it's one of those things. Yeah. It happens. Um, so I, I think that at the end of the day, it's been a successful tournament for the U.S. Um, I, I understand that you're going to be disappointed now. Sure. Um, you still made me come on the show after seeing Wales get knocked out. So uh, <laughs> I'm afraid I'm not holding back in as, some as, 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 there, as, but... as as you should. No, I, yeah. I I said very. I mean, listen, we I I have a bias. I'm, clearly wearing i'm a a u.s supporter um and if if i'm taking my unbiased hat off i said very clearly like you just mentioned going into here the minimum expectation was to get out of the group that to me was the line of pass fail success failure whatever you want to call it 
Um, there were some people who were saying, you know, play till 2026. This is a tune up. I didn't buy that, but I also didn't buy the people. Oh yeah, go us. We're going to make a deep run. I didn't buy that either. My thing was get out of the group stage and have a decent showing in the round of 16. If you win it, fantastic. You blow it out of the water. If you lose, as long as you keep it close, it's, uh, it's respectable. But to me again, getting out of the group stage was the barometer of success. And when you look at this team, there are some major flaws, especially offensively. We're going to get into it a bit. It reared its head today. Um, I think that when you when you look at this tournament as a whole, there were times where U.S. sat back. They invited every team that they played in all of the group stage matches. And today they allowed them to play themselves back into the day. But for each of the three matches in the group stage, I said it back then and I'll say it again. They were the protagonists for much of that match. They dictated play and they were their protagonists. And for the first 10 minutes today, they were the protagonists once again. They were the better team. But the one thing that they had not faced at this World Cup in qualifying for a while and just in a long time was if you can see the first goal, how do you look? And we saw today from a body language perspective, from how the team was playing, from the lack of identity, focus, creativity, urgency to go forward, even a bit of, I don't want to say infighting, but a bit of blaming and pointing fingers internally. This We said this was a young team. It's the second youngest team at the tournament. And when they went down, you saw a team who didn't know how to respond. And you look at their opponents, the Netherlands, who they've been there, they've been in that situation. Even before conceding that goal late in the first half, it was one of those where when they went 1-0 down, we wanted to see how they responded, and immediately we didn't see that. And I think the rest of the match was playing out with that narrative. You saw just the quality of the Dutch in that goal, that opening goal. I mean, come on, Thanksgiving was just over a week ago. They curved, they carved you up like a turkey. Nice. Yeah. Like, let's be perfectly honest. Yeah. I don't think it would have made any difference if there wasn't a single US player on the pitch. The passing was that precise, yeah. that perfect. They just made it look so easy. Clinical. They played completely Clinical. through any kind of yeah. defense that was there. Mm, yeah. And it just looks simple. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what the great teams actually make soccer look like. Just simple passing, easy, and exactly how you described it, they carved up the U.S. defense. It was it was a sight to see. The, the U.S. through their three group stage games, and I mean, listen, people can talk about the quality of opponent, like this group. There was, you know... Wales very good on the counterattack. They had they had some a lot of you know some promise, some chances in their first game in the second half. England talent across the field. Iran they can bunker in, but that spring on the counter. Lack of offensive talent in some aspects, but like this was the highest rated group per average team. Every single team was in the top twenty. The U.S. was tied for first with a lot of other teams in the World Cup with conceding one goal, and it was a penalty. And then to the first goal in open play that they conceded in this game within the first 10 minutes, you let in three throughout this game. I mean, the defense to me was you always have a chance in knockout football when you have a solid defense, which this U.S. team has been throughout the entire tournament. And they were just sloppy from the fundamentals. Guys not tracking back, um, not clearing your lines, letting in open shots. Matt Turner can only do so much. He had a couple yeah. amazing saves. But when you're letting in shots from, you know, high XG goals, point blank range, even if they are outside the box, you give a guy like Memphis Depay, that, those types of opportunities going to finish. And, I mean, there's a lot of defensive failures. I think the back line did not cover themselves in glory. I always said going into this game, it was a battle of the midfields. That's 
both of these teams strongest areas and they bossed us every single time that you clear that they cleared lines they had Frankie de Jong or Clausen ready to receive the ball and immediately spring forward on our end we were void of creativity um from a from a midfield perspective, uh, you know, Yunus Musa couldn't carry the ball forward. McKenney, he didn't really have any creative passes like he did against Iran. And Tyler Adams, I, he's been our, our player of the tournament for the U.S. Men's National Team. I think if you ask anyone, I think that's a resounding win. Um, he had an average game, but I just I just don't think we saw a bit of that line breaking passes that he had against Iran. He covered up the the defense a bit, but everything as a whole was just late to defensive tracking back. And the last thing I'll say before getting into players and some of the people we want to highlight Serginho Dest when you're facing a your team who you could have played for the Netherlands and I think this was a bit of a statement game for him his worst performance in a U.S. men's national team kit he was invisible he was asleep on that second goal that they let him before halftime and just I don't know where the performance was you think you'd get up for a performance like this and it was atrocious from him I do want to just hop in though before we move on and sure. just pick up on one thing that you said there which is about the fact that Defense can be what wins you these titles. I think that that's slightly misplaced, okay? I think that what you see in these tournaments is that teams are solid defensively but have at least a level of just clinical oh, sure. finishing oh, sure. is what gets you there. The teams that are decent enough at bunkering in and defending get out of the group, but they don't get much further for the simple reason that in the group stage, sitting back, defending, not conceding goals is a strategy because you can draw. Once you get to the knockout stage and that's not viable, you have to score goals. Yeah. Partly because A, the, the caliber of the opponent you're up against, by now, you're more likely to concede a goal no matter what you do. And and B, you have to score to get through. You can't draw. Yeah. You're going to be dragged into a longer game. And the one thing that we've seen the U.S. struggle with throughout this tournament yeah. is goal scoring. Look, yeah. the Dutch scored as many goals today as the U.S. scored over four games yeah. at this tournament. That has been where a large problem has been. I We said it in, in Four Peaks today, right? The U.S. could have and probably should have put the Wales game to bed by half time. Yep. They didn't. And that opened up the opportunity for Wales to get back into that game. Ultimately, the U.S. just wasn't connecting in the final third, wasn't finishing in the final third. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's what costs them games in the group stage. Yeah. It's partly what's going to cost them games like this going down the line as well. Yeah, for sure. Let's take a quick look at the numbers over here, see how it ended up. Uh, Owen talked about being clinical. Uh, that's what you have to be, especially in the knockout yep. rounds. Uh, obviously, three goals to the Netherlands, one to the U.S., 58% possession uh, for the USA. And I think that was kind of the, the game plan that Louis van Gaal had for the Netherlands. Let yep. the U.S. take control of the game. We're going to sit back. We're going to bunker down and we're going to hit them uh, in the counterattack. And it, it kind of showed a little bit with the, the U.S. center backs not being able to create any chances or create opportunities from the beginning. Uh, X goals, 1.51 for the U.S., 1.77 for the Netherlands, 17 shots for the U.S., 11 for the Netherlands, and then eight shots on target for the U.S. and six for the Netherlands. And that's the key number right there because si six shots on target for the Netherlands, mm -hmm. three of them ended up being goals. And that's that's what yeah. clinical elite teams do. Uh, we'll go, go there was ahead. also yeah. a point at one point late in the broadcast where they, they threw up the numbers on final third entries. You saw that U.S. had more than double the final third entries yeah. that the Netherlands had. And yet at that stage, it had only taken two more shots than them. Well, I, I think 
I agree with what you're saying, right? And the reason why I didn't touch on the offense is I, I guess everyone kind of knew that our our attackers were not in dangerous positions. Like I think scoring three goals through um, two goals through the group stage and one in the knockout three goals in this tournament is just not going to get it done. The reason why I say the defense is because I, I do think that's so crucial. A lot of these times in these World Cups, I mean, you've seen... A lot of these last finals, they're one nil. I mean, the the last one I think was a bit of an outlier against France and Croatia, but a lot of these are. It comes down to who's going to make the mistake. I think these are traditionally lower scoring when you get into the knockouts, and you think that the defense would at least give you a shot to stay in the game. They did not, and you know, once you go down that one nil, that's why I'm like the defense let you down, and you're not really going to have that chance. Um, going back to those numbers. I think that a lot of them, when you look at it from a numbers perspective, this is where they can be deceiving. U.S. had more possession. They were even on shot. They had more shots. They were kind of even in XG. But when you look at the actual shot chart that we have in there, that to me is really where the discrepancy is. And it is that clinical finishing that the U.S. just has not had, not only this game, but really the entire tournament. Because you see on the left, the blue, that is... All of the U.S. shots, they have the one goal, but like you just see, they're peppering the box. They had a lot of out, they had a lot of chances, but they just go in these wayward passes. Versus the Netherlands, every single one of theirs was on late arriving runs. They know how to make, they know how to make, um, provide that space and get into those dangerous positions. And you don't need a lot of shots and to test the keeper if you're one or two or in this case three opportunities that you get make the difference i'm just gonna say actually can we just toss that graphic back up a second the one shot that it uh, identified there that some of those shots later i mean walker zimmerman with the, with the, sure. with the, why uh, trying try, try to do his best for charles impression yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, mate, is yeah. that what he thought that gareth bell was gonna I do mean, in the first game he, right? you, you literally told me that and i was like what's yeah, he doing that for oh, what's he trying to take a shot on like that for and when you try and take those kind of desperation shots late in the game that look this desperation shots and then there's just what are you doing Doing. yeah like <sighs> well and and the worst thing about it is is listen goals can come from anywhere but most teams as you advance into these knockout rounds the 16 the quarterfinals the semis you if you don't have an out and out striker you at least have a couple of guys who it's like they are your playmakers but we don't have that and if um producer lee if you can pull up the tweet that we prov that provided from opta it's really kind of telling where, if you can see it, it's the U.S. starting strikers combined for no goals on six shots, one on target, an expected goal value of 0.5, so half a goal over their four World Cup matches, where most strikers, you see a, you see a team like Serbia, even with Mitrovic, you see a Brazil with a, a dearth of attacking talent, you see all these teams who, if they don't have a number nine, they at least have either players who can make the difference, and the U.S., you have Haji Wright starting games. You have Joss Sargent, who I think was probably the best number nine, but that's not saying much. Haji Wright gets a fluke goal. Uh, Jesus Ferreira, who at one point was going to be your starting nine, plays one half and then gets sub out. There's just, there's no creativity. Yeah. I don't know where you look for the answer. I know a lot of people, and we'll see it in the comments, we're chatting for Pepe. I don't know why he doesn't get a look, but you think you need someone to put the ball in the back of the net. And not only did they not do that, really, there was just nothing at all from the strikers yeah. and i think that stems from and we saw this through the qualifying for the world cup that the u.s has a lot of difficulty breaking down teams that sit yeah. in that low block and yeah. so how do you break those down you need guys that are creative on the ball that can take players one-on-one -on -one and create those chances i don't i don't think any number nine that was there would have yeah. made a difference i don't no. think it's for jesus Ferreira's fault today that he started 
the fact that PFOC's not uh, in the squad or Pepe, I don't think any of those guys would have made a difference, honestly, because the service is not there. The guys that are supposed to be these creative forces, you know, quote unquote, Gio Reyna, who's not even playing half the time or, you know, uh, even at least 30 minutes per game. It's, <laughs> it's dumbfounded. And I think it's that's baffling. when I got to point it at the head coach and say, yeah. why, why aren't you putting it, these guys in positions to be successful, play them in the positions where they can get the service to the box. And you don't see that. So I think that kind of falls on the coach at this time. So yeah. if, if people are upset about that, I think they have every right to be. There is something to be said though, for the fact that this U S team as a national team does not typically get the chance to play big games like this yeah. outside of at a World Cup, yeah. okay? The Gold Cup just doesn't compare. It's nothing. Nothing like this at all whatsoever. Yeah. There is no way that the U.S. can replicate uh, the feeling of a major knockout game yeah. in a World Cup against a big country like the Netherlands uh in any other real setting all that happens is they play mexico in front of a stadium packed full of mexican fans yeah okay and it happens every two years and it's same old same old now it happens even more than that because now you've got the nations league yeah. now the intriguing thing to me and this is looking ahead now going forward a lot more is if we talk about how they can't really prepare at the national team level for that already how are they going to do now that qualifiers are out the way how are they going to do knowing that gold cup is all they have now for yeah. four years yeah. that's the same thing uh guillermo Ochoa said uh when mexico got eliminated they he said we know the level of the gold cup yeah we cannot prepare for the next world cup by playing the gold cup no. and playing teams in the caribbean no disrespect yeah. to any of those nations but at this point yeah gold I think, cup semi-finalist qatar yeah exactly who left with zero points exactly and so at this point if you're Concacaf and you're the hosting nations canada us and mexico you gotta look elsewhere man you gotta look and say hey can we play in the asia cup can we play in copa america because like you're saying if you have these young players that have not been at those stages granted if they haven't played I mean, I, I would compare it to maybe a Champions League football. And even yeah. then, if you're just playing in the group stages, not getting really deep in the tournament, you're not getting that super high level experience. So these nations have a lot of work to do ahead of them because it's going to be rough, man. You can't prepare for the 2026 World Cup with just the Gold Cup. And you can't do it right. with friendlies either. Yeah. This idea that I think a lot of, if you went back 10 years, people would really fixate on some of the times when the US would go away to play yeah. against Well, you European can't even play countries. those games anymore. Because you struggle the, to now with the UEFA Nations yeah, exactly. League as well. The Nations yeah. League is probably the worst thing that could have happened to CONCACAF. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's something that now you even see that there's always the reports about how Commonwealth teams are trying to get involved in that as well they mm -hmm. kind of want in somehow to get involved with UEFA because they want yeah. those yeah. same kind of games yeah. the, the tough games against European opposition that you know they don't get when they play against ultimately the same 10 you know there's 10 countries that play against each other all the time yeah they want to kind of mix it up a little bit yeah. I mean, I I miss the confederation uh, confederations run uh, back in like you know I like late, that tournament late, late 2000s I think that was that was no. something but I mean, I think the the big thing, right, and the, what both of you guys are saying is this is not an implicit bias. I was like, oh, like all CONCACAF teams are bad. We're not saying that. But you can even just see in the level of play, the quickness that Netherlands plays, a lot of these UEFA teams play. It's just not the same type of style um, that goes on the CONCACAF. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a, such a systematic thing. It's not just talking about one country. Like a lot of these UEFA things, they have – 
deep youth teams. They uh, they have integrated players across European leagues, which are just playing at a faster pace, different technical capabilities, different um, resources. Like this is not just an overnight fix of, oh yeah, CONCAP, you can get there. Even if you wanted to raise the level, it's been ingrained in, I mean, not just UEFA, that's the easy one to point to since they've won every single World Cup since 2006. But you're also pointing to other nations like uh, Commable, like you know, all these different federations across the world where they are building the level from the ground up. And you just don't see that. It's a very slow burn in CONCACAF. And to what yeah. we're all saying, where does that come from? It's not going to get done in friendlies. You hope that your players play in the top leagues. But even that, there is nothing that replicates international football more than playing in international football. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's very different. So uh, we're going to have to see. We're going to have to see what happens. I don't think this is just a U.S. problem. No. Like I said, this is an entire CONCACAF my opinion do a Copa America like they did in 2016 where they bring the you know you have the entire Colmebol teams you know add them to CONCACAF I think that kind of replicates in, in a sense you can't really yeah. play in uh in UEFA uh tournaments so it's like what do you do what do you do you well, know there is, here's one thing that is interesting actually and it's happened in the past mm -hmm. because UEFA is kind of split with um some of the groups are usually six teams, some of them are five. Mm. We have seen in the past cases where host nations are kind of allocated to a group of five and they play in the European centralized friendlies then, mm. which is interesting. How that'll work, because obviously there's more teams qualifying this coming year. Will we see a different qualification format out of Europe? We don't know yet. But for example, in the past, uh, the past qualifying cycle, you did see that one of the groups that only had five teams in it in Europe actually played, uh, the teams in there played Qatar as though they were a sixth team in that yep. group. Mm. Didn't count for anything. They were just friendlies, but they were, they were caught up in games against them. Now, of course, again, they're just friendlies. And the problem with that is they're also so inbuilt with the European yeah. uh, matches. It'll be much like I remember when the US traveled away to play Wales in uh, 2020. And it was, okay, great. But there's Wales have an important match coming up like a couple of days after. It's going to be the reserves in that game. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, a lot of big questions ahead of 2026. Uh, one thing we can be happy about, though, is the turnout today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At Four Peaks, it was an amazing sight to see. I got there late because there was no parking spots. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many people waiting for, for the doors to open. Uh, and then uh, how many people were there? I mean, uh, that I, was, I, I counted 377. I, I mean, listen, that's that's our perfect segue into our king of the game. That's our, right. Our DraftKings king of the game. I mean, it is our fans. Uh, wonderful. Multiple crown placements by producer Leah. Bam, bam, um, bam. It was it was amazing. I got there at 7.20 today. Doors opened at 7.30. And there was already 75-plus people in line before the doors Shout even opened. That, it, was, it, it, was, it was a little cold. People, cold, are, people yeah. are stirring, but it was it was awesome. Like, yeah, all the people it, ready it was to just, go. And, and, like, honestly, when you guys said you got there a couple minutes afterwards, the line was wrapped around the corner. But it was just, it was just packed. 377 people add four peaks and a lot of these people there are some you know friends of our show phnx rising there are people in banditos that we've met before but a lot of people i had never met you had never yeah. met people who had who either were soccer fans and just didn't know about <laughs> us or people who had net like uh like charles who had never 
like been a massive soccer fan, but he just came out to support us and we love what we do. Yep. My man here, he literally, I literally tweeted out from the Rising account, hey, can anyone bring me coffee? I'll buy you beers. Literally shows up with a Starbucks and, I, yeah. and like bottom beers, a little bartering. It's, you, you know, chugged it, that coffee too, man. You was I was a mess this morning. Um, but yeah, shout out to them. And shout, Charles too, yeah. man. He's been he's, he's at the majority of the, the yeah. watch, watch party. So, yeah. you know, shout out to him for hanging out with us and, and always making it a good time. So, yeah, man. Yeah. I love. I, love, I was gonna say. I mean, shoot. I see this holiday cheer box in front of me. I'm gonna. He's <laughs> gonna grab one. Uh, you guys want to explain what's going on? I'll, I'll grab one. So Owen, can you go? Like you came back. You were reporting the amount of people I'm just that were showing him up. Awkwardly spot here. Sorry. <laughs> like he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Quick, someone what move flavor? the chair. Someone what flavor move is the chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 377 people. That's that's incredible, man. And that. And, <laughs> I tried. I know you did. It's a hazy. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, man, good to see everybody there. Uh, we're going to see if we can work out something for the semis and finals. So at least we can hang out, you know, a couple more times before the World Cup ends. But amazing time today. Yeah. The result wasn't there, but it's always, you know, enjoyable to, to spend it with good people. Yeah, so. I mean, sh shout out Four Peaks. They've been amazing hosts. Every U.S. match, all four of them, all three Mexico matches. It's been an amazing, amazing turnout so far. Um, I mean, they told me. I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Black Friday was a territorial cup, but like that USA England match, it was packed. It was packed. They said that that was like one of, if not their best hour or twos of business, like in Ooh. their history. Like we, it, it, our fans showed out. It was absolutely amazing. The Four Peaks crew crushed it. All of these watch parties, but this will not be the last of them. We're talking with them about how we can um, choose a couple of the semifinal matchups, the World Cup final, um, more info to come, but we definitely are going to make those big Stay tuned on our PHNX underscore underscore rising account and at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, on our socials for more information. Um, but you can also purchase this holiday cheer box if you want to get more into the season and feel a little bit better. I'm, I'm going to start drinking this Max, hazy. Do you right want now. me to get you a cold one? We have a ton of cold hazies in the fridge. It, I, I, you know what? No, we don't. We don't deserve oh a cold. We don't deserve God. nice. We don't deserve cold. nice things oh right now. God. I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to oh, enjoy man. a lukewarm hazy. That's quite all right. But oh, 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 there you go. Recovered faster than the U.S. did in that match after going to goal down. Um, but, you know, you can buy this holiday cheer box at Four Peaks at their 8th Street Pub for $55. Um, it's a cool little advent calendar box. Uh, we're already at day three of December. Goes through New, uh, Christmas Eve. But, yeah, if you want to catch up, you just chug three beers. So, yeah, have fun with that. Max, you're being asked a question. Yeah, you're Is being Max asked a having OGs after the L? Um, well... Yes, um, I will be <laughs> partaking during. Uh, we're gonna. Uh, I think Owen and I. We'll stick I think we're gonna stay here, watch game. the Argentina Australia yeah. game. I will be taking an OGs, and we had an awesome time at the World of Wonder last night. Uh, kind of tired because yeah, it was it was a fun night, but awesome time with our friends over at OGs. Uh, one of the only people who can help cure uh, this sadness right now that I am feeling with the U.S. men's national team. Um, but yeah, check out. More stuff from them, more stuff from our friends at Four Peaks. And for both of them, must be 21 years or older to enjoy some delicious Four Peak brews or some OG's gummies. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. It's, uh, it's a sad end, sad ending that we saw today. But, you know, there's still a lot of World Cup left. Like Max was saying, we got Argentina versus Australia yeah. coming up. It's going to be fun. And I, I don't know about – I don't know if you guys were watching the games yesterday or the, the past week, but – all those sim like the games that happen at the same time, man. That is 
the the best part of the World Cup, I feel, because, you know, you saw yesterday with, uh, you know, Uruguay, you know, being knocked out and Luis Suarez crying and Ghana that's, missing that's another a, that's penalty. That's the highlight, right? That's yeah. insane, The best part was yeah. Ghana time-wasting when they realized, <laughs> we can take these guys out with us. I mean, if we can't go through, we're going to take them down with yeah, us. Yeah, you can't go through. Let's get Luis Suarez to the, cry. The, like, the, Ghana's, dude, Ghana literally was, was remembering from 2010, it's like, I haven't forgotten my debts, but, I mean, they make it happen. Even though they kind of don't, I I love it. Look, we work yeah. up. It can be petty. It's a theater. I see Sean in the comments. Supermax is so dramatic. I mean, listen, it's it's just, it's just drama. He's not totally wrong. I feel I feel a lot. It's a sport where, man, you see like grown men and women crying. Like it means a, <laughs> it means a lot. It's cool. But this is why uh, we love it. But yes, I'm dramatic and a little petty. Right? I was like lost. going on TikTok yeah. after these games and seeing the reactions of people. And how they take it, and it's like the the Japan game, and how people at a bar reacted, Dude, or it, a South yeah. Korean dad crying, and it's like, what the heck, man? Everybody loves this. So. But, but like, I, I I don't know. I love that about like sports in general, but especially about the World Cup, where it means so much to people that like it's just crazy. You look in the stands, and like people are literally like fired up, or like they're like happy tears, sad tears. Like mm-hmm. I I love that. It's it's something that. You don't get that every day, and like, yeah, man, feel feel your shit, like feel sad, feel super happy, all that stuff. It's um, it's beautiful, it's really cool. But I think um, I don't know. I mean, this is why I'm happy the World Cup is every four years, and not, uh, we're not trying to get every two years. That's a another story for yeah. a different time. Keep- um, I, I do want to really quick point to um, if you look at the VAR graphic that we have, um, we can talk about that further uh, at some point, but that is pretty much how I feel. I completely, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that graphic. You got that exactly. one. Exactly, that's, that's exactly I, I how I see that one during the game, but <laughs> it's not after the game. Yes, exactly. Depression. That's how, ooh, yes, exactly, thank you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's one bar decision I think we can yes. all agree with right now. Uh, yeah, man, it's been a great tournament so far. You know, I don't know if it's the best World Cup I've ever seen, but there's certainly a lot of upsets it's a chaos chaos tournament that's a good thing i think i I think so like we all love to watch those just ridiculous results i mean come on japan lost to costa rica and somehow beat germany and spain they 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 how do you not only did they beat germany and spain they were down one nil in each game early in the first half and then score two goals in each game in the second half late in the second half it's it's crazy Morocco, Morocco winning the Morocco group. Morocco winning Belgium, the group. Belgium, uh, someone's dark horse getting balanced, just finishing last. It's crazy. I haven't gone to the final. <laughs> so did I. I'm winning the whole thing. But, you know, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always fun yeah. uh, to have those stuff going on. Uh, but I think Owen, now that Wales and the U.S. and Mexico are done with, I think you have a brand new favorite team, right? That you're supporting. Yeah, so we're uh, we're gonna have a slight format change, I think, to this. Uh, podcast going forward we might need to <laughs> unveil it now uh quickly in a second yeah so welcome to the phnx senegal podcast um yeah we're, we're all big <laughs> senegal fans here didn't you realize that boys i think one of us is we're yeah. all big senegal fans <laughs> definitely I want, gee, it's I nothing to do with their other games that they've got we're just big senegal fans always have been huge <laughs> senegal fans you know can they, you they, name they, a no, senegalese no. player you can name a couple probably yeah <laughs> what, what <are> <laughs> <laughs> Big Senegal fans. I wonder why he's dancing in line. It's great. We love Senegal, don't we, boys? Oh my goodness. We love Senegal. Oh my uh, if you guys were not aware, Senegal is facing England tomorrow at twelve. So yeah, probably big Senegal explains. fans. We are. Uh, if anyone's got any Senegalese flags, please send them in. Yeah, uh, we, we would appreciate <laughs> those. Thank you. Big Senegal fans. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah. Actual shout out, though, on that one. Can we shout out Catherine Nesbitt, who is the first American woman to work a uh, World Cup match on the field? Nice. Mm. Saw that yeah, yesterday, absolutely. right? And the first woman to uh, work an on-field position in a men's World Cup knockout game. That's awesome, mm. man. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, so, again, the other game today, Argentina versus Australia. Ah, oh, man. I, I think Argentina is going to be taking this one, but... Our, We'll see. We don't. We, I don't even know what to think in this tournament. Like, that, that's the thing. Like on paper, yes. But as we said, we don't play these games on paper. I don't know. Man. I don't think Argentina's been that great. You uh, know, I, they they have gotten better yeah. every single match. Yeah, I, I will say that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, tomorrow, uh, early game: France versus Poland. Mexico should be playing them. But that's not the case. And then England against Senegal. Still base room. <laughs> yeah, I am. I am actually. It's not going to go away. Uh, Monday, Japan versus Croatia. I'm going Japan. That's my team. I got the jersey. I should have won the jersey today. It's a fresh kit. Uh, Brazil versus South Korea. And then uh, nice Tuesday, game. Morocco versus Spain. And then Portugal versus Switzerland to close the round of 16. Any uh, so we're, really, we're really ending on like the most dull of the yeah. games. No, Portugal oh. is going to be fun. How about that? No. I mean... No, what's going to happen? Cristiano Ronaldo's going to keep crying that it grazed his hair. So, it could be his goal. Yeah. so we can keep arguing that somehow, oh, well, he, he's caught up with Eusebio. Yeah, but he his got goal, him in man. one World Cup. Whereas, like, Ronaldo's <laughs> taken five. That is true. Can't can't fault that. Yeah, we'll see. There's a lot of fun games, man. I'm, I'm rooting for, like, Japan, South Korea. I just want some... Some upsets, right? I think yeah, there's gonna be a lot of uh, a lot of poop housery, if you will. A lot of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's big up Morocco, is it? Big ups, Morocco. Yeah, 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 for sure. Well, yeah, Morocco, you win the group. Congratulations, you're you're you get to face Spain. <laughs> oh, for sure, for yeah, sure. Man. Uh, after the round of sixteen, they don't play again until Friday, so no more daily games, no more two thirty a.m. wake up <laughs> to watch the three a.m. game because. Those are rough on your boy, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been a fun World Cup so far. Anything else, guys? I mean, you want to hit on? I was gonna say, like, as these as these uh, round of sixteen games develop and the quarterfinals take shape, tweet at us, tweet at uh, PHNX underscore Rising, and let us know, like, hey, which type of watch parties we want to do at Four Peaks moving forward, all that stuff. We'll start uh we'll start planning some things out. But please let us know. This is not the end. Uh, we're gonna keep on talking about World Cup stuff. I know, Owen, we want to do a nice bre- deep dive breakdown of uh, your time in Qatar mm-hmm. this coming week. Well, on the next episode of the PHNX this... Senegal podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> Boy, it's bad for SEO. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where all these Senegal fans from. Yeah. Right. Oh, my gosh. I I'm, I'm down for that. <laughs> Well, I, I really don't want to hear about with Owen's trip. I want to hear about Laib's trip. You know, that's what I'm yeah. interested in. I'm not. I'm, I'm, not. I'm sure he has a lot of stories to tell. <laughs> so, all right, y'all. But, yeah, that, that wraps it up for us today on this Saturday. Man, so I haven't been here this early, yeah. so I'm a little confused yeah. on what to do for the rest of my day. But I'm just dead inside, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I have hollow I eyes and a hollow heart, yeah. <laughs> well, there's plenty of beer here. We'll, you know, uh, we'll kill it right now. Ooh. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much, guys. Uh, producer uh, Leah, thank you so much for waking up early and helping us out over here as well. And then for everybody that has watched us today, thank you so much. We appreciate your comments here. Hope to see you on the next one. Until then, uh, I think who's, who's signing us off today? I'm, I'm hearing something. Oh, I'm hearing someone saying something. Oh, no. something. Is, is that Laib? Is he saying thank you. Now it's all. <laughs> the hell? Why is he talking? <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Peace out. How's it going?